Hey, it's Luke Hochaver, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. And welcome to yet another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, where we talk to all your favorite current and former Royals. It's Davo, pleased to be joined today by Luke Hochaver, who's been with the KC organization since being drafted number one overall back in the 2006 June Amateur Draft. Luke Hochaver, one of the longest tenured Royals, along with guys like Alex Gordon and Billy Butler, and of course underwent Tommy John surgery. Back during spring training, which was tough on Hoach and the Royals, as he turned into quite the dynamic setup man last year for Greg Holland. 1.92 ERA in 58 games last year for Hoach, a guy that we definitely missed this year out of the bullpen, but somebody who's around the team traveling with him as he works his way back from Tommy John surgery. And we'll talk about the rehab process and him coming back, hopefully, as a Royal and how exciting it's been this year and so much more with Luke Hochaver as he joins us from the team hotel in Detroit by phone. Luke, welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. And how are you doing, man? Good. It's good. Um, the, uh, you know, dropped a tough one last night, but, uh, you know, hoping, hoping to pick it back up and, and take these next two and, um, you know, come back to Kansas City with a uh, with a better, bigger lead in the division. Well, everyone's excited. I talked to a lot of former players. I talked to your buddy Luke Hudson about two weeks ago, and even he's getting into this season, man. So it, Royals Nation is growing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, it's really awesome to see, you know, and um, especially, you know, being there, uh, you know, when, when we scuffled, you know, and, um, you know, earlier in my career and, and then now watching, you know, just the evolution of the team and, um, you know, finally giving the fans something to cheer about, you know, it, it is really, really awesome to see. Now, how exciting is it? Uh, I believe you were along on that Colorado trip earlier this year. Like when you go places like that and you look up and you know, it feels like a home game almost, that's got to be a shocking thing. And that's got to be pretty awesome to see Royals fans traveling with you too, huh? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, and we've always said, you know, we have, such a good fan base you know this town is just dying for a winning product and you know when when that winning product gets put on the field and uh you know things start to finally click for us you know this town's just going to go crazy and i mean you see it yeah you know when we go on the road when um you know we're uh um you know just around the league you know and then like you know a place like you said like in colorado you know you show up and there's 10,000 Kansas City Royals fans, it's, it's quite the uh, quite the sight to see, that's for sure. I remember doing a, a double take here on my big screen TV with my surround sound, and I hear all the noise, and I'm like, what is that? I figured something bad happened. You know, I look up, and it's just Royals fans cheering that day. So that, <laughs> that was kind of a, a special thing. So it's been a couple years since you and I last spoke, and we did the uh, pet adoption event that we worked on together you know, a couple years ago. So give us an update not only on your family, but also your furry family. You have, what, two dogs? Is that right? One One dog. We just say we just have Grace, uh, the giant Saint Bernard, um, and uh, she's uh, she's doing all right. She's kind of had a rough go this year, 
yeah. you know, with those with those giant breaks, they they have some health issues. But uh, um, she's uh, she's on the men now, um, and then now we have we have two little girls, uh, Laney and Lucy. Laney is four, and Lucy is one. And uh, they're definitely keeping my wife Ashley busy. That's for sure. So the family the family's growing, and uh, the girls are pushing for another dog. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> even growing more. Well, I, I assume they'll give you that puppy dog face pretty soon, and you won't be able to say no one of these days, right? You'll probably cave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's coming pretty soon, I'm sure. <laughs> now, obviously, you'd rather be out there with your teammates playing, and I remember, you know, you were quite emotional. It was sad in, in spring training, seeing you go through what you went through, but obviously, for the long haul, it'll be good for you, but, but you know, being there right now, how much fun is it for you to sit back and watch this team, you know, come together this year? I mean, how excited are you right now? It's awesome. You know, it really is. Um, to, to finally see, you know, everybody clicking on all cylinders, and, uh, you know, to to really just kind of step back and watch it, you know, almost from a fan's perspective, you know, it's, it is so cool to, uh, to see and to see these guys, you know, um, figuring it out and and playing for each other and and playing for, you know, a championship, which is, you know, it's, it's really, really cool to see, you know, and, uh, obviously I wish I, I was a part of it, but, um, you know, the, uh, I guess the only thing that, that I want to be a part of now is, is a dog pile here in September. Absolutely. Now, what's the buzz like in the clubhouse? I mean, you've been around here for several years as compared to past Septembers. Now, obviously, you always have the excitement in September of guys coming up, and you're always, it's, you know, obviously, it's a joy to put on the jersey every single day. But, I mean, is it just a little extra extra buzz this year in September and a little extra fun in the clubhouse? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not even close to any other September. Um you know, last year, last year we were right there on the, just right on the brink of, um, you know, having an opportunity to, uh, to make the postseason. And, you know, we made a big push in September, but now being in the driver's seat in September, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a different feel. It's awesome. You know, and I, you know, I think the guys, um, have a lot more confidence, um, you know, especially kind of being there last year. And, and getting a taste of the postseason. And, you know, now it's sitting here, you know, staring us in the face. Um, it is it is a completely different feel, you know, as opposed to, you know, when I first came up and, you know, we were way out of it and it was just September call-ups and, you know, it was the excitement of, you know, guys getting their major league debuts and stuff like that. Now it's, you know... Major League debuts is second, and and you know winning a championship is first. So it is, it's really, really awesome. I mean, I just I can't even put it into words how how cool it is. Now there's a number of guys in that clubhouse who have obviously put in their time and been here for a long time and building together towards what we're going towards right now. But I mean, even it's got to be even more special for you seeing the guys that you've kind of been with since day one. The guys like Butler and Gordo, and what's it like seeing those two, the, the ones that have been there an extra long time? You know, I think I think it's a little, uh, I think. Not that it's any more special for them than it is for anyone else, but you know, um, being being there the longest, um, you know, being there when you know we were going through our struggles, and then now to to see the team, you know, kind of pop and and you know everything that Dayton Moore has put into play over the last several years is finally coming to a head, and you know we're starting to see his plan come to uh, come to fruition, you know, and. Um, 
it's it's really really special. You know, I, I think you know, especially for you know the guys that have been here a long time and you know been through the trenches and and now it's you know finally uh, starting to see the bloom of it. And uh, you know, I think I think that that stays tight. You know, to a lot of you know guys on this team that have been here for a while. Now, how impressed have you been with some of the young guys like your Donovan Ventura and Danny Duffy? I mean, you came up, obviously, as a starting pitcher, and, and seeing guys like that, I mean, do you kind of just sit back and lose your breath sometimes with some of that stuff, or what? Yeah, I mean, those two guys, you know, we've seen, you know, Danny take his, um, you know, take his steps and in, into becoming the pitcher that he is now, and, um, you know, that, that maturation process of... Uh, of him becoming one of the most dominant pitchers in the game. You know, it's, it's really cool to sit back and watch, you know, things like that happen. And, uh, and then, I mean, Ventura, he's just, he's unbelievable. I mean, the guy, you know, there's, there's very, very few guys that hit the big leagues and dominate from the start. And, uh, he's one of them, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, most guys, it takes them a couple years, and then, you know, once they figure it out, then, then they're good to go with, um, you know, with Ventura. I mean, he hit the ground running, and, you know, hopefully he doesn't stop for another 15 years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, both of them are just unbelievable talents. And, uh, you know, to see him go out there and, and not only just have good, good talent, but good approaches, you know, both of them great teammates. And uh, to see him go out there and have success, especially in a year like this when we're making a, a push, is is pretty special. Now you look at the back end of that bullpen, some of your bullpen mates from last year. I mean, just ridiculous video game stats, like you're playing MLB 13 or something. I mean, you've got Davis and Holland. But one guy that I think is the most underappreciated or maybe doesn't get as much credit as he should is Kelvin Herrera. Kind of talk about talk about what he's gone through and how he's progressed and, and you know, work, being a teammate with him. Um, you know, Kelvin – you know, he's another unbelievable talent, which, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to say that a guy that has a 1.4 ERA and goes 100 miles an hour is, uh, is you know, kind of overlooked. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that, that says a lot for the back end of our bullpen. You know, that means, you know, obviously Greg is leading the league in, in saves and, you know, Wade is having the best year. He's the best reliever in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, I mean, Kelvin is, he's unbelievable. You know, his stuff, I mean, throws 101 miles an hour. And, um, you know, he's got great stuff, great curveball, really good changeup, competes on the mound. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of tough to overlook look that guy. But, you know, it's, it's with, with those other two guys, you know, Kelvin's our seventh inning guy. And, and then you have Wade and great coming in after that i mean if we get if we get through six innings of the lead i mean you can basically throw an umbrella in your drink and kick your feet up you know <laughs> with those three that's coming in <laughs> that's a great way of putting it we're talking to luke coachaver so we, we hear tremendous things about dave island seemingly i mean literally almost every day i hear something else good from somebody about him what, what makes him such a good pitching coach um you know i mean he's he's been around a, uh, a long time you know and he's He's been around, you know, some of the best pitchers in, in, in the game and some of the best pitchers in history. And so, um, you know, I think the knowledge that he, you know, has acquired from, you know, 
obviously his playing experience, you know, being around. I mean, he's been around the game forever. And uh, but uh, you know, he he really does put in a lot of time and energy into uh, um, you know breaking hitters down, breaking a lineup down, and getting a game plan for uh, for our pitchers coming into a game. So I think I think preparation is is you know his his kind of his thing. You know that that really helps guys click and helps guys figure it out. You know he is he's very very prepared coming into a series and. And does everything that he can to make sure every single one of his pitchers are prepared. And so, um, you know, then obviously in-game strategy does a great job with, and you know, delivery. Um, you know, it's it's just um, you know, kind of uh, everything that uh, that he's he has at his needs to help uh, his guys get out. Now, you guys are currently in the middle of a huge series with Detroit, like we talked about earlier. Now, as a pitcher, I mean, you look at guys like Victor Martinez having an MVP season, Alex Gordon, Mike Trout, obviously. But the guy I want to talk about is Miguel Cabrera. You just see him hitting ridiculous pitcher's pitches a very long way. I mean, as a pitcher, how frustrating and how hard is it to get out Miguel Cabrera? Oh, it sucks. (laughs) I mean, guys, I mean, you know, there's very, very few guys you know, in the game that are like that, that just, they don't have a, they don't have a weakness. They don't have a spot that you can just go and attack and know that you can steal a strike there. Um, you know, he just doesn't have a hole. And, um, you know, there might be, you know, 10 guys in the big leagues that are like that, that just don't have a hole. And you just try to make a good pitch and, you know, hopefully they swing through it or, you know, hit it right at somebody, but, uh, I mean, he's, he is, uh, he's legit. <laughs> I mean, there ain't, there ain't no way of putting him, you know, and, and anybody that says they got him figured out is, you know, probably a liar. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a guy you scratch your head and lose a little sleep over sometimes. So, so let's talk, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about you in the rehab process then. First of all, how are you feeling and what's kind of like, what, what's your average day right now? Uh, I feel great. Um, you know, it's, I've been, I've been kind of going at this thing for six months, you know, and, uh, my body, my elbow feels great. My arm feels great. Um, you know, and really just, uh, what I didn't see coming is taking a year off. You know, I thought, you know, I'm just going to rehab my elbow, but for my entire body, um, you know, having a year to recover and just letting everything rest has been really, really good. Um, you know, a typical day. Um, you know, I usually get to the ballpark, um, a little later than I would, you know, as if I was getting ready for, uh, for a game, um, just due to the fact that I do all my work, I do all my rehab and all that stuff when the guys go out for batting practice. So that way I'm not, you know, getting in the way of guys trying to get ready for a game or doing my workout when other guys are trying to get a workout in. So. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a balancing act. You know, you you uh, you want to get your stuff done. You know, and you got to be very tedious about it. But in the same sense, you know, you really need to respect the guys getting ready for a game and uh, and doing what they got to do to to win that day. You know, obviously that's a little more important. Um, and so, um, you know, you kind of you know get in there and get your work done. Um, I usually lift. And then uh, after I lift, I go in the training room and then get my uh, do my rehab, you know, whatever it is, whether it's shoulder strengthening, forearm strengthening, or 
um, you know, some recovery work, um, get that done, and then change and uh, head out for the game and uh, watch the boys uh, win ball games. How, how much are you throwing right now? I, I read that you started throwing a few weeks ago, right? No, no, no. Actually, I start throwing tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm itching. I've been it's, uh, every time I every time I get a baseball, I'm, I'm just tossing it against the wall, seeing how it's gonna feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I'm definitely anxious. So yeah, I, I start that tomorrow. Wow, small world. I got you to get a good time, I guess. Now, yeah. a lot of a lot of people I've read, like Danny Duffy talked about it, and you read other guys that go through the whole Tommy John thing, that you know you feel fine physically in your back, and you know you're back deep down, but then you have that mental block of just letting it go. I mean, do you think do you think about that much, and do you feel like that'll be an issue with you? Just that is that kind of the big last block you feel like? Uh, yeah, it probably probably is. You know, um. But, you know, then again, like, if if you're worried about, you know, blowing out again or whatever, it's just going to hamper you, you know. So I wouldn't say that I'm not worried about blowing out again because, you know, obviously you don't want that to happen. But, you know, um, you can't be afraid of it, you know. And, and I think, you know, I, I think I, I kind of got a jump start on the game, you know, with my elbow because, you know, I initially tore it back in 2010. And, you know, coming into that next spring training, coming into 11, it was either, you know, my elbow was going to either make it or it wasn't, you know. So I was kind of in that fight or flight stage, you know, whether, you know, do I come in and baby it and, um, you know, and I just, you know, I said, I'm going to go out and cut it loose. And if it goes, it goes. And, you know, if it holds on and my elbow and my forearm adapt, then, you know, perfect. And so, um, you know, I've kind of been through this before already. And uh, and so I kind of know what to expect, what it's going to feel like. Um, obviously not from a total reconstruction standpoint, but you know from an injury before. And so, um, yeah, there there probably be you know a little app- apprehension, but you know, um, you just you can't let that affect you. You know, you can't be afraid. You know that it's going to blow out. You just got to cut it loose because you know if you don't cut it loose, you, you're not going to be pitching. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's throw out a shot right now because some other guys that don't get enough credit is the training staff. You know, Kenny and everybody else. What, what's it been like, and how amazing has the Royal support staff and training staff been for you? I mean, they're awesome. You know, and I, I said that earlier. Uh, you know, when I first when this injury first occurred, you know, and if if I was going to blow out with any team, you know, this team would be the team to do it with. You know, just because I mean we have the best training staff in baseball. You know is has proved that last year, um, and uh, you know, with Nick Kenny, I mean, he's he is extremely thorough, cares about the guys. I mean, you know, more than you know, really anybody that I've ever been around. I mean, he truly, truly cares about the guys. Um, Kyle Turner is the exact same. You know, I mean, these guys just they, you know, they think and live and die with every breath that these guys take, you know, on the field. And then, uh, you know, Jeff Blum, he's a physical therapist, the one that does my rehab. He's been outstanding. Um, you know, and I talked to uh, a couple other guys that I played with, um, you know, in the past uh, that had Tommy John, Mike Avilas, you know, Blake Wood, um, you know, and, and some other guys that I talked to. And, and every single one of them said, you know, just because you have a, you have a, you have a, you have a, uh, you have a decision um, 
you can either stay with the team or you can go, you know, to the spring training complex or you can go home to do your rehab. And, uh, and so when I talked to every single one of those guys, they all said, you know, whatever you do, make sure you do your rehab with Jeff Blum. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, it, was, it was like anonymous. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, around, around the league, you know, our training staff is extremely well respected and, uh, you know, I'm just, extremely lucky to uh to have them and their resources around me as i go through this process now obviously it's the middle of the season and you probably haven't discussed a contract or anything for next year obviously but but how much would you like to come back to the royals in 2015 and be a part of this again oh it'd be great it'd be great you know that that's that's what i said you know whenever the thing first first happened was you know it's you know it's it's bad timing because you know we were primed up ready to win you know it, it was you know tougher to take that way than than anything else and so you know i'm hoping you know it, it'd be great to be back in kansas city i would i would absolutely love that um you know hopefully we're going to the playoffs the next four years and, and i can be a part of that there too um but uh you know obviously right now you know, there's there's bigger fish to fry of getting to the playoffs, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully over the off season, um, you know, I have an opportunity to find back to Kansas City. So, um, yeah, I would definitely definitely like to be here with these guys and and uh, you know, be a part of um, a playoff season. That's for sure. Do you feel like you'll be close to 100 percent ready? You know, as far as the full go in spring training when it starts, like like you normally would be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I really do. Um, you know, that's kind of the thing is I'll be going in spring just like I would any other spring. And so, you know, hopefully uh, everything goes as planned. We don't have any setbacks. And, um, you know, when you get to spring, you know, it's it's uh, 100% healthy and I have an opportunity to help the club. It really is kind of a miracle that you got so many years out of that and that it happened. I mean, it happened at a horrible time, but at least it happened where you only missed one season and not a year and a half, you know? So that's Yeah. Yeah, the timing the timing of it was was it was it was bad, but it was good in the same sense. Yeah. You know, so that's uh it's uh you know, I guess I guess good and bad all around. But uh really you just gotta kinda look at the good and and uh and hope that uh, that it doesn't turn bad. Yeah. Well, last thing for you. Thanks for all your time. Last thing is, what would you like to say uh, to all the Royals fans listening right now? Get out there and help us get to the playoffs. Come support the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for uh, for all your time and, and for all the years you've given to the Royals. And I, I think I speak on behalf of Royals Nation. We hope to see you back in Royal Blue next year after we've won our first championship and hopefully, like you said, a few more to come. Heck, yeah, that sounds great. All right, man. Take care and let's go get some wins tonight. All right. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Bye.